This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. I'm Lisa Stone, and you're listening to Parenting Aces. Welcome to season 12 of the Parenting Aces podcast, a proud member of the Tennis Channel Podcast Network. I'm your host, Lisa Stone, and this week we are talking NIL and brand deals for junior tennis players, high school tennis players, college tennis players, and beyond. My guest is Joy Harris, who runs a business working with families around NIL and brand building, and she has some incredible information to share. Um, She taught me a whole lot during our conversation. So I hope you guys learn a lot too. And we are definitely going to have her back for a follow-up because there's a lot more meat to this conversation than what we were able to get into in our conversation this week. But I hope you enjoy this conversation. I hope you learn as much as I do. And I hope you will take Joy's information to heart, reach out to her and start working with your junior player on building their brand, looking for some brand deals to help offset your costs, help them build some real skills that they're going to use throughout their lives and just have fun with this whole thing. So now sit back, relax and enjoy my conversation with Joy Harris. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Joy, it's such a pleasure to meet you and have you on the podcast. I'm so glad you reached out. I'm so grateful that Mitch connected us and uh, really looking forward to learning more about what you do. So welcome to Parenting Aces. Thanks, Lisa, so much for having me. Super excited to be on. Awesome. So before we kind of dig into the whole NIL thing, college recruiting, student athlete experience, branding, all of those things, I wanted to just give you an opportunity to give our audience a little of your story. So tell us a little bit about your childhood, why you decided to focus on the student athlete arena for your professional life. And uh, yeah, get us from from here to here. (laughs) 
Yeah. Um, so my childhood, I was not an athlete at all. I was more of the brainy musician type of kid. Um, and so fast forward to my adulthood, I have always been competitive, um, but never played like team sports. Um, and so in my adulthood, fast forward, um, my, I have a cousin who, you know, went to the NBA. And so I've always been around the Rebel Sports, loved sports, since I personally played. And then had kids, you know, I'm an entrepreneur, so I had several businesses along the way. And my kids grow up, and one of them is like, hey, I want to play uh, football this year for a preference. And I'm like, oh, this is fun. Okay, we'll go, you know, to a couple of rec things and go to ball around and be great. Um, and as they matured and grew, they're like, hey, this is what I really want to do. And I was like, let's not do that. Like, there's so many other things that you could do. And being an entrepreneur, I was like, oh, this is an easier path over here. You're going to make more money over here. Um, but um, I think as a parent, one of my rules with them is, hey, my, my role is to support and nurture what their goal is, even if it's not my goal. Um, and so in creating their strategy of, hey, how can we support and ensure your success in this realm, which is a very finite window and uh, very little information and also very little correct information. Uh, one of the things that came out simultaneously was NIL. And so I was able to get them a couple of branders very early on, kind of in a really short amount of time. Um, and I was kind of talking to a couple of other uh, industry experts about the plight of student athletes and the plight of sports and uh, how I didn't like what I was saying. And so that kind of encouraging and nudging and pushing a little bit along with some other parents of athletes. It was like, hey, you should come over here and do something about it because we know how successful you've been in the business that you launched and started and sold and started again. Um, and so long story short, here I am. I think that the space could use a little juicing up, um, especially to benefit parents and actually to benefit the athletes that they love. And so I hope uh, that the work that I do uh, with myself and through SCORE, that we're able to close that gap uh, with information and education and finances to student athletes. So tell us about SCORE. What, what is the mission of SCORE? Yeah. So SCORE's mission is to close the career, financial, and mental health gap for student-athletes. Um, and the way that I'm working to do that is through not only content, but also through building community. Um, and eventually, we'll start having some events that specifically target uh, parents and student-athletes so they can really sink their teeth in and get information, but also resources. So uh, links to brand deals and matchmaking, internships for future career endeavors and things like that. Oh, I love that. I love that. So I just, for our listeners that are maybe new to the term NIL, name, image, likeness, um, do you want to explain what that is and how that's different from getting a college scholarship, either through athletics or through academics? Yeah, um, so NIL, like you said, name, image, and likeness is a regulation where the NCAA can no longer prohibit. It started off as education-related payments. Uh, what people are a little more familiar with in 2021 is student athletes can now use their own name. So like you would see their name on the back of a jersey, uh, their likeness, like you would see them on a social media post or on a billboard, um, their image, something that might be like in a video game of them for their own monetization. So previously, the NCAA kind of held all power over the monetization of student athletes, which they used. Um, and so now student athletes have gained that power back and they can use 
their own name, image, likeness for their own benefit. It's different from being recruited uh, because recruitment is directly tied to your enrollment in a college or university. Sometimes where the lines get blurred is uh, some collective. So that's a kind of another organization that is, I, I like to say it's a kissing cousin of the college or university can use their resources in order to provide brand deals or opportunities or matchmaking to students, right? And as a result, students tend to want to go to that college more uh, because colleges and universities technically, and I use air quotes, technically aren't allowed to woo student athletes because you're going to get a brand deal. Um, so these kissing cousins are actually the ones that kind of take you out on your dates and offer um, you to be able to do these fun, special things and have money um, and brand deals with the hope that you'll actually go to that school. Um, but the schools are the ones that give you scholarships directly. Scholarships, even though they might say full ride, scholarships still have to be applied for annually. So keep that in mind. Um, but the scholarships come from the school. NILs, if it's tied to the school, tend to come from the collective, but they can also come from sources that are not related to the school at all. Right. And, you know, let's be clear. Um, the role of college coaches during recruiting is they are salespeople. They are trying to convince yes. you to come to their school. Having yes. a relationship with one of these collectives that you're talking about or a relationship with area businesses that will offer brand deals to the student athletes that come to that program is another piece of the puzzle that savvy college coaches are are finding to be very useful in luring yeah. you know athletes to their schools. Now, you know, you said you have a child playing football. The football world at college is very different from the tennis world at college. Football is a high revenue sport for colleges and universities. Mm -hmm. Tennis is a non-revenue sport for colleges and universities. And so the brand deals, the NIL opportunities for tennis players up to the current day have been pretty limited. Um, we've seen a few tennis players get deals, but it's not as widespread as we were hoping um, because we know that the scholarship opportunities are very limited in college for tennis players. They're um, four and a half scholarships on the revenue. Yeah. yeah, on the men's side, eight on eight full scholarships on the women's side. So for women, it's a little bit better, but um, still very difficult to get college completely paid for through athletic scholarships. That's why I wanted Joy to come on and talk to you guys about these brand deals, these other opportunities that might be available to your college-bound junior players. We've done podcasts on NIL uh, in the last year, but um, things are changing pretty rapidly. And um, mm -hmm. Joy, I'm really excited to have you to kind of fill us in on what parents should be doing, what student athletes should be doing to position themselves to be attractive to those who have money to put behind them. Yeah, I want to say um, that the headlines about who, what sports get the most NIL deals typically are a misconception. Um, I think like all headlines when there's a wave of something new, 
uh, people tend to gravitate to what's catchy and not necessarily what's real. And so if you look at it, some of the athletes who have the most NIL deals, their initial sport is sports like track, um, sports like volleyball, sports like tennis, not necessarily maybe at the college level, but some high school students are making a lot of noise um, and getting a lot of brand deals. So you have to kind of think differently about what NIL is really. Um, so, yes, NIL is a tool for the student athletes that the colleges and universities are using. And so when you think about it that way, if the colleges and universities are using it to get you, you can use it for yourself. I think where parents get stopped is they look at, oh, well, colleges aren't really or collectives aren't really coming to tennis matches, coming to pro series, just passing out NIL that they aren't reaching out to students. But again, colleges and universities are using NIL to their advantage. They, they aren't the makers of NIL. And so if they can use it to their advantage to get you, you can use it to your advantage for yourself. Um, so one of the things is looking at NIL from a lens of what brands do I already use, like, and love? Not necessarily what brands are solely focused on tennis. So that sometimes can be different. But if you start opening your purview to what brands do I already use, like, and love, then you find I am a tennis athlete who uses, like, and love all of these other brands that are open for me to have an NIL deal with. And then the playing field is even, whether you're football, volleyball, soccer, lacrosse, equestrian, swimming, right? The playing field is even, but you have to kind of take yourself out of my sport um, has a lack which sometimes is the feeling that the industry experts in your sport mm -hmm. preach um, and, and really step into, oh, I have an opportunity just because I'm an athlete. I also want to make sure that we talk about the fact that these NIL deals, these brand deals, do not impact a player's eligibility with the NCAA, correct? So No, so and I say no. But, right, so what's currently happening now, sometimes at the state level, and depending on what organizations regulate your state, there may be some prohibitions about the types of brands that you can and cannot participate in. Mm -hmm. um, in general, kind of across the board, um, at the state level, it sounds looks more closely at you may not be able to endorse gambling acts. But then you have, um, you know, some universities, I think like BYU, you can't endorse coffee because of their code of ethics. So it depends on what the regulation is in that state and in the organization that governs your particular uh, sport. But overall, in general, having an NIL deal does not make you, uh, doesn't take you out of the amateur status that you need for an uh, NCAA school. Right. And kind of going back to that, and you you mentioned something that I hadn't really thought about, but you don't have to be in college to pursue an NIL deal or a brand no. deal. You can be a junior no. player, a high school player, and still look at getting these brand deals to offset the expenses involved. And, and it's not just offset the expenses, but can no. be used to offset the expenses of pursuing your sport. Yes. I actually encourage uh, parents of athletes, especially in sports like um, tennis and golf, where the age that the players start to typically skews on the younger side, right? Um, right, Where they're typically starting really early, almost elementary school, right? That you jump in the pond really early because 
you actually have more leeway elementary school, middle school, and then when you get to high school, you have some regulations start to take place. Um, so I tend to tell parents who are in those type of sports where the sports skews early to jump in sooner so that you have more free reign over what you're able to do and how you use your funding. And then as they age up and you start getting some regulation on top of it, right, you're already ahead of the pack. I love that. What are some of the mistakes that you've seen parents and student athletes make when trying to get started in pursuing brand deals and and utilizing the NIL rulings? Yeah, I think not having a full understanding of their power as a student athlete. Um, And so they come from a place of, hey, I don't have um, or I don't know what I'm supposed to get, or I don't know how to get started, or no one's coming to me to hand me a deal because I'm in XYZ sport. Um, and so I think that gives the athlete a disservice. Honestly, student athletics is a small window of opportunity. It goes by so quickly that you have to really have your ducks in a row when you're pursuing anything uh, because you only have a certain number of years typically where you can maximize whatever it is you're doing. Um, And so knowing how to move your brand forward is super important to be able to capitalize on the NIL space. Um, And I think that's something that parents and athletes tend to be vague about and not sure where to start in. What do I do with my brand? How do I get to other brands? How do I get the attention of other brands? Um, Again, you tend to be narrowed in your sport. You really have to open your purview a bit to flesh out what makes your stickiness in terms of why a brand wants to come to you and more importantly, wants to come to you because of your audience um, and make that partnership. When you say your brand, what do you mean by that? For somebody that's, you know, got a child that they don't know anything about this, they have no idea how to get started. What does it mean to build a brand around a child or a student athlete? So I like to keep it simple. Uh, Personal brand is just what identifies you, what tells people what you're about, and what tells people who to rock with you, right? So a personal brand just explains what you're about. Um, So I like to simplify it down to an and formula. For student athletes, it's typically I play X and I like Z. And you put those two things together, and that's the beginning of your personal brand. Um, and I talked more about this. I have a book, How to Get Paid Before Going Pro, um, and gives you kind of a spill of how to flesh it out. But that, in its essence, that simple formula, I play X and I like Z, is the beginning of your personal brand. And, and Z just has to be something that your athlete really is into. Um, and I tell parents, like, don't try to shape it for them. No matter how silly it is, it could be chewing gum. Uh, it could be, I like neon shirts. Um, you know, it could be, I like Thai food so much. Perfect. Perfect. That's their actual brand. And there is a company who is trying to get a customer or an audience who likes those things too, to buy something. So it does, it literally, it doesn't matter what your student athlete is into. Um, there is a way that they can capitalize off the NIL. And, uh, so this is not like the media press version of your student athlete that we need. This is the real version that we need. Um, But you start with that basic formula and then they can build on it from there. 
And is it necessary to develop a logo to kind of establish the brand? Is it necessary to have a social media presence? Um, you know, what are some of the steps that families need to take to kind of get the ball rolling with all of this? Yeah, I don't think it's necessary to develop a logo. Uh, I kind of have a running joke with some of my colleagues. Uh, you can always tell the new business guru who's really new and hasn't done business because they they always advocate you need a logo or you need letterhead or you need a website and right you need to sell something to somebody. That's how you start a business. Um, so same thing with NIL. You do need social media, but it doesn't have to be in the way that everybody thinks. Everyone thinks I have to. Oh my gosh, I have to be on camera when my kid is shot. Like I, I would say I have one of the most introverted uh, athletes amazing brand that brands want to partner with all the time. Um, so you need to be present on the social media that you are present on. So your athlete typically gravitates towards something, uh, YouTube, TikTok, Snapchat. They need to be present on that social media that they're already on. And then they need to be able to use it or make content in a way that is natural for them. Um, and again, I help flesh out what that is uh, typically with parents and athletes, but you don't need a logo. Um, I tend to say you don't even need to start with a business license. You need to start with content and putting out what your athlete likes, and it does not have to be sport-related. Um, they can continue to post their pro series and what they do or what score. They, that's all fine, but it doesn't have to be sport-related. It needs to be them posting in the way that's comfortable for them on the platform that they love initially. What about some of the dangers of social media, especially when we're talking about younger children, because you're saying, you know, there's no reason if you've got an elementary age child that you can't go after brand deals. But I know, you know, a lot of people have been told, don't put your eight-year-old on social media. It's not safe. And so how do we get around that to build that brand without jeopardizing our child or our family's safety? Yeah. Um, you know, I tend to say at one point in time, there were people saying, don't let your kids play video games because it's not safe. Right. There were people saying, don't let your kids, uh, you know, go outside because it's not safe. So I'm not saying that there aren't dangers to the Internet, but I think if you are in communication with your student athlete, if you are assisting in cultivating of the brand that your student athlete has, if you're participating in that process, is less dangerous, right? Um, you know, there there was a lot of uproar, I think, in the last couple of years about bullying on the internet and what that's sure. doing to kids. And I think um, you can't necessarily, you know, bubble tape your kid and put them in a closet and allow nothing to happen to them. But if you can have conversations with your kid about what's going on, about that person, that is behind that must be in such pain that they took the time out of their day to say something negative to you who they do not know and start having those conversations about emotions and what that means and not letting their emotional state be wrapped in likes and followers. Building brand is not about likes and followers. Building brand is about engagement. And it could be teeny tiny communities, right? It could be small communities that you're building brand around that have nothing to do with how many likes and followers you have. Um, so I think, again, going back to like the big, scary headlines, if you really start boiling down into, okay, you're going to have a dialogue with your athlete, right? You're going to be helping them through this process. You're going to be uh, there and present. Then it takes some of the fear 
Um, don't let them be on the internet. And if you've given them, if you purchased a phone for them, you have let them be on the internet. So rather than shying away from it, show them how to be responsible with it and open that that world of dialogue and that you all can be talking about what's happening. Yeah, I like that. I like that. You know, tennis, like many youth sports, has gotten incredibly expensive. And the journey, as you mentioned, starts very young. I mean, we're seeing kids as long as young as three, four, five, you know, starting to take lessons and, you know, buying equipment and all of that. And it lasts through at least, hopefully, if we've done it right, it lasts through at least age 18, maybe through age 22, 23, when they're done with college, maybe beyond that. But hopefully, if it's beyond that, somebody else is paying. But um So when we're talking about these brand deals, what kind of money are we talking about here? I mean, are we talking about hundreds of thousands, excuse me, hundreds of dollars, thousands of dollars, tens of thousands, more? Um, All of it. So we're talking about as little as hundreds of dollars. We're talking about thousands of dollars. We're talking about tens of thousands of dollars. Uh, In some instances, uh, people who have a little bit more brand behind them. We are talking about, you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars. And so I like to say, just for kind of to give some parent perspective, um, in high school, you probably had a fast food job after school or retail job after school where you were making eight, nine dollars an hour, maybe on a good day, right? That your yeah. friends are going to get fries for. But, um, so now student athletes, same age bracket, let's go 16, 17 can be making $1,500 for two hours worth of work. Um, Not two hours worth of work at one time, but again, they're always building community and building brand. Um, So it's real money available for NIL, right? This isn't like $20, which it can be as low as $20 for a brand that's just starting out. But for a student athlete to be able to make $20 four hours a day, that's better than you know yeah. what most of you parents are making at your high school you know french fry joint um you know after school so it is real money involved not and that money can go towards paying for equipment that money can go towards paying for tuition so they graduate debt free which is a huge gift in and of itself yeah. um and so in my mind it's worth looking into it's not something that you want to just uh, shy away from for whatever fears may have been in publications, right? It's definitely worth looking into. Yeah. And and I want to say, you know, for a lot of tennis kids, they don't get to have after-school jobs. They don't get to have summer jobs because mm-hmm. they're training mm-hmm. seven days a week or they're at competition, yeah. you know, on, on the weekends. And so it's a way for them to start learning about the value of money, which is, I know this is part of your mission is helping kids become financially literate and, you know, financially independent. And as you said, being able to give your child the gift of graduating from college without debt is a huge, huge, huge step up for them as they embark on whatever life looks like after after their four years of college. So um, I think, you know, this is such a, an opportunity for these kids to learn again, these life lessons through their sport that Mm -hmm. prior to NIL, they really didn't have the opportunity to do. And not just money. Uh, One of the things that I love, I mean, absolutely love about NIL, uh, you hit the nail on the head is all the time student athletes, don't have networking opportunities 
at all. So uh, sometimes there's a lot of uproar from people who feel like, oh, man, student athletes, they shouldn't be able to make money, you know, as they play. They should just go to school for their education. And I try to explain because I'm empathetic to what people might think actually happens. Uh, but I'm able to explain that people who excel at college really it's because they have internships. It's because of your networking. It's because they join clubs. It's because that they ran into somebody at a meetup who knew somebody that was the manager at somewhere that they wanted to work. Right. Those are people who actually excel. The Ivy League institutions were built around networking. Right. When you are a student athlete, your networking opportunity typically goes down to zero. Um, Like you said, they aren't having after-school jobs. They aren't really participating that often in clubs. They are on the road a lot. Um, They aren't taking summer internships because either they're training or their summers are cut in half because their season, you know, conditioning starts. So their college window for the opportunities that regular college students have is typically a quarter Mm-hmm. of what regular costumes have. What NIL does is open that back up. So NIL, for me, is not just about money, but as students are getting brand deals, they're meeting managers, executives, representatives of these companies they would never, never have access to. And so because we know the window of pro sports is so small, it's amazing that an athlete can go from having a brand deal and doing well with that deal to then having a relationship with an executive at a company where they get hired to once they graduate from college. Um, and so I think that part of NIL gets overlooked, but it's happening. It's happening every day. And that's the part that I'm excited about. Well, and that's so cool because this is one of the things I, I preach about the recruiting process is you know, I want parents taking a step back during college recruiting, let the student athlete drive the bus on that, because that that allows them to develop these skills, similar skills as to what you're talking about with the brand deals, where they're having to interact with adults in positions of power, they're having to sell themselves, they're having to learn how to speak about themselves in a way that makes them attractive to other people and not attractive physically, but attractive as a hire, as a business associate, as a face for a company or whatever. And I think that every chance that we can give our children to learn these very, very useful, practical, real world skills I mean, what a gift, right? And and this is what we want. We want our kids to finish their sports career and seamlessly move into the next stage, whatever that looks like for them. And if they don't have these basic skills, it's not going to be a seamless transition. It's going to be very painful and stressful. Well said, Lisa, I couldn't agree with you more. Yeah. So, Joy, tell us, um, how do people get in touch with you? I know you're on social media. Um, How do they follow you? And we're going to have all these links in the show notes on ParentingAces.com, too. Yeah. Um, So, you can follow me online uh, across all social media, Instagram, TikTok, um, at Harris. That typically is the best way to get to me. You can shoot me a DM. Uh, school right now typically focuses on more of the school side and, and advocating on that side. But for parents who are interested in learning more, getting more information, for parents who are lost and you just need help, definitely shoot me a message on social media. I'm happy to get resources out to you and get your journey started. And do you work one-on-one with families um, or 
do you just provide the resources? You know, will you handhold through the process if that's what a family needs? Yeah, all of the above. So one-on-one, small groups, resources, if that's what the parent wants. I think every student athlete typically has, uh, they are as unique as their brand. Um, and some people are at the very beginning of their journey and some people are a little further along. And so I like to meet people where they are and make sure that they have the tools that they specifically need. Again, the window of, you know, student athletics is so short. Um, and not all, one size fits all, all the time. And so to me, the more individuals we can get through the door, uh, especially before colleges figure out how to make it all work to their advantage <laughs> and, and student athletes are kind of secondary to the thing that was made for them, which, yeah. you know, there are some rumblings of states trying to change it, um, the better. So my goal is to push as many people through the door as possible uh, who want to go and take advantage of it and, and whatever you need to get there, um, I'm getting for I love that. I want to just reiterate the fact that this isn't just for college athletes. This is for athletes at any age, um, starting as as young as five years old, if that's what you're looking to do. And it is an opportunity to bring in some income to do whatever you want with, but basically really to help offset some of the expenses around developing a junior tennis player, which we all know are getting more and more expensive. So um, yeah. I, I really want to encourage everybody to take a look at what Joy's doing. And again, the links will be in the show notes at parentingaces.com. Please reach out to her if you need some guidance into either how to start the process or how to take the next steps in the process. And um, I just think this is so cool that you've kind of jumped into this space and are really dedicated to helping families navigate through it, much like I'm helping families navigate through the junior tennis thing. And listen, we all need help. I mean, there's there's so many bits and pieces to raising kids. And, you know, you throw youth sports into the mix, that adds a whole other level of complication, okay. right? And stress okay. and expense yeah. and whatever. And so now to all of you watching this, you've got two of us here who are here to provide resources, to provide support, to hold your hand, to talk you off the ledge, to give you the information that you need so that your family can emerge on the other side of this intact and in a joyful space and everybody loves each other and we're just going to make it utopia, right? Right, right. And I know, Lisa, one of the things that you do a really great job of is helping to alleviate some of the fears that uh, a lot of the parents come to you with about where to start and what about this and what about this, you know, so uh, kudos to you for doing a great job with that. Um, And to parents who have fears around NIL and privacy and what's going to happen, there is a path to you that I promise you uh, comes free of scars. Um, and so, you know, definitely reach out and trust the process. There's more benefits to it than not. And and I, again, I, I want to just say and reiterate something you said earlier, Joy, about safety of social media and safety of having your child on the Internet. There is a right and a wrong way to do things. And so by all means, if you are going to go down this path, please make sure that you're doing things in such a way that your child 
is protected, that your family's protected, you know, just like anything else, you don't want to put too much personal information out there because they're bad people in the world. You know, it's just the reality, but there is a way to go about this process to protect your child, protect your family for, from those bad actors that are out there. And Joy's got the inside scoop on that and, and can share that with you. Yeah. So, you know, definitely safety is of utmost importance, uh, but making sure that you know what your choices and options are um, so that the world isn't so scary, right? There are more choices and options that are to your benefit than not. And so uh, that's my goal to show you what paths have light to them. um, And then you can choose which one works for you. And one last thing, and then I'll, I'll let you go, Joy, but, um, I want to just also talk about the types of businesses that are interested in doing brand deals with student athletes. So you said it's not necessarily just businesses that are related to the sport. Um, Can you just kind of give some examples? And I don't know if you're comfortable saying brand names or not. It's up to you. But um, just kind of give us some examples so that parents can kind of get their wheels turning about who to reach out to. Yeah, so I'll say some uh, examples that I'm not affiliated with. Um, And also, so none of these are endorsed. This is just kind of uh, resources and companies that I know that are in the world. Um, So you have apparel companies, uh, everything from sports-related companies like Noble. Um, You have volleyball companies who want to work across sports. So they are a volleyball company, but they're looking at branching out and doing multiple types of equipment. You have nutrition-based companies. You have companies who do vitamins like Ollie. Um, you have, let's see, apparel, talk about equipment. We talked about nutrition. Oh, you have, uh, I, I mean, I consider stocks apparel, but you have tons of stock companies that are in the space uh, that want to do work. You have um, everything from um, companies who want to work just on a content basis, so not necessarily you have to pitch or wear something that they have, but they want you to create something for them um, in your own way with your brand. Um, so there are tons of companies uh, available who have partnerships and are open to partnerships with student athletes, um, right, and that run the gamut of what that partnership could be. So everything from, yes, make a post to come out and do an autograph signing uh, to can you do our social media takeover and show us a day in the life. So um, sometimes the purview of NIL is like, oh, it's just going to be me wearing this shirt that a company has. And, and that's not. That, that can be a small part of it, but that's not the whole world of NIL right there. There are tons of ways that you can be a brand partner um, that don't necessarily involve you putting on something, right? Some people love for you to come out and host events and have tastings with them. So, um, like I said, there's a way to do NIL that fits your athlete and your athlete's personality, what they're comfortable with. Uh, they don't always have to be the biggest estuary in the room, um, but the, the most important thing is make sure that you actually take advantage of it. Yeah. And it's not just national companies either. I mean, there are local businesses that are looking to partner with local athletes. And so, you know, keep in mind the mom and pop, you know, store that you like to shop at. Your restaurant, your dentist office, your HVAC companies. Um, It's yes, the world of NIL is is super open. And like I said, I typically say if you use it, there could be a brand partnership there. Yeah. 
Love that. Well, we're going to finish on that note. Joy Harris, it has been a pleasure meeting you and chatting with you. I think we need to do more of this. Um, I, I would like to have you back on and, and kind of dig a little deeper into the whole development of a brand around a student athlete, because I think yeah. um, there's a lot for all of us to learn about that. And you are the expert. So um, we'd love to have you back if you're open to it. To. Yeah, great. I love to. And thank you so much for the work that you're doing in your space. It's super important. Thanks so much. To my listeners, thank you so much for tuning in. We will catch you next time on Parenting Aces. I'm Lisa Stone, and you've been listening to the Parenting Aces podcast. For tennis parents, by a tennis parent. If you like what you heard, please subscribe to us and write a review on iTunes. For more information on navigating the junior and college tennis journey, please visit us online at ParentingAces.com. Thanks for tuning in and sharing us with your tennis community.